introverted noise. Hurry up, Daddy. Let's do it. Rolls out to the right. Five seconds to go in the first half. Dante fires deep to the left. Moss caught it at the 11, but now he pins oh, it. This. To oh, look Williams. Touchdown! You gotta be kidding Right, and welcome back to a special edition of the Climbing the Pocket podcast. I am your host, Jason Brown. You can find me on Twitter at Brown Jason. And it is a very special day because it's a different day. It's a different lineup. And we're bringing in our man from, uh, from behind the scenes. You've probably seen his work on ClimbingThePocket.com. Mr. Anderson, introduce yourself to the people. How you doing, my man? How you doing? How you been? I'm doing all right. Uh, just got back from the state fair, which I know is Miles' favorite place. <laughs> favorite place. <laughs> all right. Well, we are excited to have you here. And uh, Miles, you know, not coming from the state fair, but uh, how are you doing? How you been? No, no, that's the last place I want to be right now. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm just, you know, I'm hanging in there. You know, hanging in. And I'm here. And if I get distracted, listeners, please forgive me. We are right now deep in the climbing the pocket uh dynasty startup draft 14 team super flex tight end premium it's crazy and uh it, it is a bit crazy i'm up to my my pick is next I, i'm waiting right now i'm on deck so uh if at some point i just kind of you know trail off and, and leave the guys hanging forgive me i need to make my pick and then we have some time before i pick again i'll be all the way locked back in but we are here we're not here to talk about fantasy football that's miles's other show Tonight, we're going to do a quick run through talking about, you know, what we do around this time of year is roster prediction season, trying to figure out before this last preseason game who we think is actually going to uh, to make the team for the Vikings. We're going to get some prognostication going down here. And uh, yeah, with that, I guess I will kick it off. We'll let Matt go first because, you know, this is his first time coming on the pod. So we're going to let him just we're throwing him right into the deep end. Uh, we have the last preseason game starting off here. Matt, from your perspective, are there any guys who actually have a chance of, uh, of playing their way onto the roster, or do you pretty much see this uh, this 53 as being locked in stone? Um, it's hard to say. I know that a lot of people want the the full fullback blasting game to, to kind of make the team, so maybe he's got a shot. I don't know if they could sneak him on the practice squad. Um, I mean, behind BC Johnson and uh Chad Beebe, maybe there's another wide receiver that can step up that's currently on the roster, but I guess I just don't think so. And it's pretty definitive right there. Pretty definitive uh, of no, nobody. Miles, how about you? Is there Ziltra, James, Boyd, any of the defensive tackles? Anyone do you think maybe is hanging on the bubble that needs to really sure out in this last preseason game to uh, to lock up their spot on the team? Yeah, I mean, I you, you touched on the first name. I think Brandon Zilstra is that guy. Um, I believe they have their f- top four receivers locked in right now. Obviously, Thielen and Diggs. Um, I think BB makes a team just because I think they like his skill set, even though he struggled in some of the preseason games. Um, and then he can hold, too, which, <laughs> and be a returner. Uh, and then, obviously, BC Johnson's the one that's really sh- shocked the, the wide receiver room with uh, – his ability and be able to kind of uh, understand the nuances of the game. Uh, Matt and I both called that, by the way. Um, just a little, little shout yeah, out on that. 
Um, but uh, Zilstra's that fifth guy. I mean, I, so I personally believe whether they keep five or six receivers that uh, there's a current wide receiver that's not on the roster that will be um, when waiver waiver cuts, trades, whatever happens when that stuff comes to um, comes to happen later in the week. Um, so so for me, Zilstra's really that guy on Thursday if he can come out and continue to show um, like he did the. Uh, uh, was it against the Saints? Uh, he showed up pretty well. Um, I think that's the that's the big thing. Or the Seahawks, whoever it was. Um, that's the big thing for him is he really needs to step up. I know he was injured. He's um, he's been off to injured since he's been on the team. Uh, I think he's been trying to play some special teams as well. So that really needs to kick in. Uh, Chris Boyd's a big one for me too because that cornerback depth. It's really um, it's another position like wide receiver where I believe they have the top four guys locked in. Uh, but after that, it's really a mystery because of Holton Hill's uh, suspension. Do they go and get a guy from another team, what, what have you? But uh, Chris Boyd was a draft pick. He's a guy that I think um, they believe could be a solid depth piece. But um, could he step in and play uh, play snaps right now if you need him to? And right now it doesn't seem that way, but uh, maybe Thursday could really help him out. And then lastly, the uh, the defensive tackle position. Uh, really deep, but really not all that talented. I mean, I mean, you have a lot of guys that can like contribute. I think, like, obviously, you have Linval Joseph. Um, think what you will about Shamar Stefan, but um, I mean, he's a he can play. Like, he's he's obviously a viable player that um can rotate in and be a um, a piece on the on the defensive line rotation. Um, uh, but then there's the the question marks behind them. It's Jaleel Johnson. Jalen Holmes, Hercules Mata'afa, Armand Watts, um, all four of those guys. I mean, I'm, and maybe they keep all of them, but um, it really feels like they're kind of in that limbo of like who's going who's gonna to be the guys that really play significant minutes come when the season starts and uh, who are guys that might maybe get cut. Uh, so that, that, those are the, the, the few uh, spots that I'm really looking at. And then Matt touched on the, the fullback battle, which, I mean – Think what you want. I mean, that it makes is you so mad, doesn't I mean, it, Miles? Um, like just, re- just reading your tweets about it. Like, I just, the, the the idea of a fullback battle makes you so angry, and I love it. It's not even the battle itself doesn't make me angry. It's this the fact that these people are justifying keeping two fullbacks for what? Like they're like, oh, I'd rather keep two fullbacks than keep uh, a tenth offensive lineman or a, a six wide receiver and. And all that, and I'm like, what? It's just crazy to me. I mean, um, the only justification I see with it, and it's not that uh, Kari Blasting game hasn't done well. Um, he sh- he's shown out and looked really well. He's looked pretty explosive for a, a guy his size. But um, I think the biggest thing is if if they want to keep him and justify keeping him and CJ Ham, having him be that uh, that all purpose like uh, the flex option, the you know the H back, fullback. Uh, tight end, which I don't really know if he's ever done that. Um, but if he can play that role, that which also Irv Smith is supposed to help come play, uh, sure, like I have no problem with that. But if they want to just keep him as a second fullback to because they don't want to lose him, then you might as well just cut CJ Ham <laughs> and cut your losses now and and just move forward. But I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> All right, well. Uh... Let's jump into it. We're talking fullback, so we might as well just go ahead and keep this thing moving along and talk a little bit about the offense. So, uh, 
Matt, again, like I said, we're throwing you right into the fire and we're getting into this uh, this controversy right off the bat. So uh, Vikings quarterbacks, how many are we keeping and who are the names that are sticking around? Well, obviously you got Kirk. Uh, he's not going to go anywhere, especially the money that he's making. Um, but then obviously you have Sean Mannion and Kyle Sloter. And of course, Sloter showed up again in this last preseason game, um, regardless of he, if he can read defenses and make the right calls at the line. Um, he can flat out play when he's called upon. But then you have to take that into consideration because he's only going up against twos and threes. So um, I wish they would have given him an opportunity to go up against better talent just to see if he's got it. Um, but I think that at this point in the game, you already know what you have with Sloter. Um, we've seen him for a, a few years now. Um, and I think maybe it's just time to kind of move on. So uh, Kirk and Mannion going into the season is probably what we're looking at because they probably would want a depth position um, somewhere else besides quarterback, in my opinion. Ooh, Miles, where are you at? Are you on the same page? Are you, uh, are, are, are you, are you standing up as for you Kyle Sloter? And, 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 did you say that because I mean, it's a hot is, take is the, or what? Is the people's champ, champ no, no, going to make Jason. it on your roster prediction? Or are you rolling with, uh, with what, what Matt has to say here? And it's just Kirk and, uh, and the man who can help him read defenses and help him on the sideline and Mr. Mannion. Well, the people have to choose. Do they want Kyle Soder or do they want Curry Blasting game? Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, no, for real, though. I mean, I'm, I'm with Matt. I mean, I, I believe it. Kirk and Mannion make the most sense. I mean, you at this point, like I like Matt said, they literally know what they have in Kyle Sloter, and they still haven't promoted him to QB two. Um, at that point, is he really your quote unquote QB of the future or your uh, future backup or whatever you want to call it? Um, it doesn't seem that way anymore. Uh, he doesn't really like if you still don't believe that he's taking that next step or or can take that next step, then what's the point of keeping him around? Um, you, you see no more potential out of him. Bring him to the practice squad does nothing. I don't think he'd come back anyways, but um, I, it really feels like they'd probably just try to keep Jake Browning on the practice squad and roll with those three quarterbacks for the season. Um, that, that'd be my prediction. and it, it makes the most sense as well, um, just because they do have some depth issues where they need to make sure that they, um, they fill. And I don't, like I said, I don't think keeping Kyle Soder does anything for you if you're going to keep Mannion. And if you try to keep Browning around, and um, so that's where that's where I sit with it. I mean, if if they still believe Kyle Slaughter's the guy, then you might as well get rid of Mannion and let Slaughter be the backup. Um, but it really doesn't seem like that's their approach. All right, well let's uh, let's let's break this thing up here so we can try to move through the rest of the offense a little bit quickly because I feel like that's the the one place where there's a lot of lot of lot of heat, a lot of passion on both sides of the issues here. But uh, Matt, give me your running back takes. Uh, I guess running back and fullback takes. I can't can't leave the fullbacks out since we have a fullback battle on our hands. But running back, fullbacks, how many are making the team? Which guys do you have making it for the for the Vikings? I only have four making the team, um, and I think that it's it's Cook, Madison, Boone, and Ham, uh, for me at least. Uh, it's not that Abdullah's done anything wrong, uh, but Boone's just showed up on offense on special teams. Um, and he hasn't been hurt, and he just looks to be in the lead right now. Um, 
and I think Abdullah could obviously meet up with someone else, but uh, I just don't think <clears throat> that he's going to make the team. Uh, there is no fullback debate, in my opinion, but I do love fueling that fire. Uh, I think CJ Ham is the unquestioned fullback. Um, and the only scenario I see Blasting Game making the roster is if maybe they put Morgan on the pup list um, and they want to just try and sneak Blasting Game on for a few weeks until he's back. Um, but then with Cook and Madison, I feel like they're locks, obviously, for their own reasons. So. Okay, Miles, uh, I feel like you've had enough running back slash fullback takes for, for today. <laughs> uh, anything that really stands out that you wanted to, to push back on that Matt had to say, or can we get you into, you know, where you do your best work, which is, you know, the, the skill guys on the outside. Yeah. Um, I'm in agreement with Matt. I think, but I do believe at least right now, and it could be proven wrong, even come Thursday. Uh, I believe, uh, Abdullah makes the team as the fourth running back, just because it sound it really does feel like they, they think he's the best, punt and kick returner they have on the roster. Um, you can think what you want about him as a player, um, the fumbles and all that, but uh, it really just feels like they like they like Abdul, they like his skill set. Uh, and I think he brings a little bit of a different dynamic to the running back group than uh, any of the rest of the guys outside of Cook. Um, so I really could see him staying, so them keeping five running backs and Abdul really just being the return guy. Um, I don't know if I'd agree with it, but I don't I wouldn't hate it either. That'd be my only uh, difference in what Matt said. Sorry about that delay, gentlemen. Had to make my pick in the fantasy draft, but I'm back. You know, won't have to deal with that for a little bit here. And uh, let's keep this thing moving along. Tight ends. Miles, I'm going right back to you here. How do you see this shaking out? We're, we're skipping wide oh, receivers? See, look at that. I'm so distracted over here picking people. Wide receivers. Tell me which... Tell me who's making the team. I mean, I, I know how you feel about the position. I know how you feel about our depth. But who's making the team at wide receiver? Yeah, um, I'd said at the start of the show. Um, I mean, we have a, guys are pretty much locked in to this, uh, the first four guys to me. Diggs, Thielen, BB, uh, uh, Ola BC Johnson. Uh, those four guys are locked in. It really seems like um, even BC Johnson was practicing with the starters um, this week while the rest of the groups, like the backups and the uh, the roster guys, you know, the, the roster bubble guys were uh, practicing separately, preparing for the game, while the starters were preparing for uh, next <laughs> the start of the season. Um, so those are the four guys locked in. Um, I do believe right now it's Brandon Zilstra that's the fifth guy, and then uh, that, that would mean uh, Laquan Treadwell, if they don't keep six receivers, is probably out. Um, I think they're obviously still trying to find a, a trade partner for him or – you know, if they can't, then they'll cut him and hope another team picks him up so that they can clear even more cap space. Um, but that's that's where I see it. I think I think right now, based off of the fullback, ugh, running back, fullback, tight end situation, they do end up keeping just five receivers. Um, and where to me, Zilstra would end up being the odd man out, and they go out and find uh, um, somebody through waivers and or uh, trades. So um, that's kind of how I see it playing out. Uh, pretty straightforward. And then you have guys like Dylan Mitchell, um, Davion Davis, and uh, who, who's the other one I'm thinking of? Um, I think those are the main, be the main two for the practice squad. Um, yeah. All right. That's right. So it's uh, Diggs, Thielen, BB, BC, and Taewon Taylor. 
and then some other guys on the <laughs> practice squad. That worked. Talk to me about tight ends now for actual for real. Yeah, I mean, again, I think this one's really straightforward. Uh, you got Rudy, you got uh, Irv Smith, Tyler Conklin are the top three. Um, it really feels like David Morgan's probably just going to start on Pup. I don't know. Nobody knows the extent of his injury, so they really don't have to make a decision on him yet. Um, but it'll either be Pup or IR. Um, and then, yeah, so I think it – so right now it really feels like they're going to keep three three tight ends, and then you mix and match how that uh, – that affects your offense because they want to run a lot more two and three tight end sets. But um, for right now, that's I'd say they just keep three. Okay, and uh, Matt? With I mean, Morgan you know, and The spark guard will be back. You don't have to worry about that. He'll be, he'll be back. He'll be okay. <laughs> Matt, that's my guy. That's, that's my guy. guy. You know, he's getting married. Congratulations. Shout out to Mr. Morgan. Uh, yeah, you know, that's my guy. He'll be back. He will lead us to the promised land. Matt, bring us home on the offensive side of the ball, in the trenches, offensive tackles, inside offensive linemen. How many are we keep? Well, that, that, that's yet to be seen, I guess. Uh, we got Reef and O'Neal for sure and Bradbury. Klein will stay. Jones has looked good. Samia's looked good. Um, maybe this is a hot take, but if Elfline doesn't pick it up, Maybe they just say see ya with him. I'm pretty sure he's in the final year of his contract. Um, the only thing that would lead me to believe that he doesn't. He's in, uh, he's in year oh, so three he's got or four. Two more then. Okay. Well, yeah. I take that hot take back. He'll make the team. <laughs> no, man. Ride with it. They could, or maybe they bench him like Billy Price, you know? Who knows? Who knows? Well, I just thought he's struggling so much, and, and Jones has been playing pretty well, and Samia's got a lot of upside, so I thought that maybe they could just slide him in and, and lose no value by cutting him. But then, of course, you look at the depth of the O-line, and, and that's not really there. Um, for tackles, you got Rashad Hill, and I don't know how to pronounce the other guy's name. Is it just Udo? Oli Udo? Yeah, Oli Udo. That's what, uh, what we've been going with so far. <laughs> well, let's go with it then. Um, he's looked really good. I don't know if they'd give him the reins for any position, but, uh, you know, I think that he's a solid depth piece. So uh, kind of how the way Miles had it written up, about 10, 10 offensive linemen um, with maybe a surprise Pat Elfline cut. Surprise? I mean, I, I don't think at this point, I don't think anyone would actually even be mad at that, just given that, uh, you know, Elfline came in with all the hype. Ohio State, all of that stuff, but uh, he actually has not been very good since he got here. But Jason, his rookie year was so good. It actually wasn't, though. I know. It it, it really wasn't. And uh, someone made a very great point in my mentions the other day when they said that I think sometimes people confuse good for a rookie with actually good. Yes. Because they're not the same. Good for a rookie means that you just weren't terrible, but it also doesn't mean you were good. And you just expect them to get better, but we haven't seen that. Yeah, and the thing, most good players are actually good when they start. Right. Most. <laughs> like, there are some that, you know, come on later on, but most of the great players in the game, they were great from the beginning. Like, you knew right away. But anywho, let's not get pulled into that uh, rabbit hole. Let's switch to the other side of the ball, the, uh, the Zim Reapers, the defense. Wait, can I give a hot take on the offensive line real quick? Oh, no. Yes, of course you can, but I'm a little scared. I'm a little nervous. Rashad Hill gets cut. What? But he's actually playing pretty good. Is Why he? would they cut him? 
I mean, yeah. Is he? I mean, I thought he was playing okay. Is he? I mean, I think, I think he was okay. Who do, right? have, who do we have that could step in no. and well, so be serviceable as a backup swing well, tackle? So though? that's the thing. Obviously, it, it would you'd need to find somebody that could replace him. Um, like Matt said, I don't think Ole Udo is ready to do that. Um, but Hill doesn't really seem to – he's not good in pass pro. And his run blocking is the best part about his um, ability, but he do, he's not good out good at getting out in, in space. He's not the kind of guy that really fits this uh, new scheme. Um, that's so that's where I kind of uh, struggle with uh, Rashad Hill a little bit as the uh, as the backup swing. I think he, you know for what he is, I think you'd obviously be comfortable going into the season with it. Um, but I, I it's just a kind of a hot take for me. You'd save $2 million if you cut him too, so um, why not, if they could find somebody else to come in and replace him, why not see if you can do it? I mean, unless, they, unless they're signing Tunsil or something, and then like Reef is your backup swing tackle, I'm not really sure how we're going to make Wait, that work. We don't need to talk about how they handle the left tackle situation. <laughs> <Anyways>. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's keep this thing moving. And Miles, we'll keep it in the trenches. Talk to me about the defensive ends. Uh, how many are they keeping, and who do you think it's going to be? Yeah, I, mean, I think this one's pretty straightforward too. I mean, I think they're going to keep four. Uh, what do they normally? They normally do that anyways. But um, Daniel Hunter, Everson Griffin, Stephen Weatherly, uh, Odenabo, um, Afedi Odenabo, um, who's played really well actually. Um, I think they might even see more potential out of him than they do Stephen Weatherly. Um, I can't confirm that, but it really does seem like he's popped a little bit more than Weatherly has this uh, this camp and preseason. Um, so I think those four. Um, it's it's pretty set in stone at this point, unless they somehow trade Everson Griffin, which I don't see happening. Not at this point. Okay, well, Matt, defensive tackles things are a little less settled at this position. Uh, how many we keep in, and who do you think it's going to be? Yeah, that's that's tough. Uh, Lynn Ball will hopefully be good to go, um, and then you got Shamar Stefan, which. He's good at run, uh, at the run. So we got that going for us, I guess. Um, I don't know. No one's like super stepped up, in my opinion. There was a lot of hype around Hercules Mata'afa, um, and he played well last game, um, from what I saw. Uh, but Jalen Holmes and uh, Jaleel Johnson, Armin Watts are one of those guys going to step up. Do they like one more than the other? I don't know. I think they're going to get a lot of playing time. Uh, this week, and we'll find out. Um, but I think the only three locks are uh, Joseph, Stefan, and I do believe Mata Afa is because Zim's hyped him up just way too much for him to be cut. Okay. Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Miles, anything that stands out there, any players that you would be thinking you'd go a different direction in, or is that pretty much where you, where you see things as well for the defensive tackles? I mean, I, I, I see that that's what I expect to happen. Um, I don't think it's good enough, but it is what it is. I mean, I could see maybe during the season someone like Tom Johnson gets re-signed and um, just for depth purposes, bring a little pop. But um, I, I, what's that? That's an old friend. Yeah. I mean, well, so I just I, I worry about the uh, the early down pass rush from the interior line. Obviously, when they get into you know uh, third and long, second and longs uh, situations when they're in, uh, in in obvious pass situations, they can kind of play play around with things with you know 
putting uh, Everson Griffin or Stephen Weather, you know, moving those, some of those guys to the um, to the inside to help with that pass rush. Um, but on first and second down, if it's going to be Linval and Shamar Stefan, that's where I really struggle with thinking that it's uh, uh, they're really going to get much uh, pressure from the inside. That's fair. That's fair. And I guess maybe some of the way they'll have to manufacture that pressure is with, uh, you know, Zim's famous double-A pressure look. And uh, that comes from the linebackers. So, Miles, uh, tell me, how many are we keeping? Who do you think it's going to be? Yeah, was it Zim that said they were gonna, that they were considering keeping, like, seven? Good God. That, I, yeah, I don't – I wouldn't understand that at all. Um, I, I have them keeping five, and even the five, I'm – I'm not even sure how it's going to play out, but I have the obvious uh, Eric Hendricks, uh, Anthony Barr, Eric Wilson, Ben Gideon are, to me, the, the locked-in four. Uh, I have the fifth as Devontae Downs, but, I mean, it really could be Downs, Kentrell Brothers, Cameron Smith, who wasn't really impressed all that much. Um, those are really the guys that uh, I think could have a chance at taking that fifth spot. Okay, and uh, we're going to keep this thing moving right along here. Matt, take us to the safety position. Uh, I feel like, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty well locked in at the top, but uh, any surprises for you as we kind of move further down the depth chart as we look uh, at the safeties? Probably not. Uh, Smith and Harris are, are obviously your two starters, and then Curse has played really well um, this preseason and the end of last season too, um, and now I think that he's finally getting some recognition. Uh Maybe they don't keep a fourth safety um, and they use that spot elsewhere. Um, I just don't know if they want to keep around Marcus Epps, but uh, and maybe they could sneak him onto the practice squad if they, if they really wanted to, to add depth to a different position. Um, but for sure, you're rolling with Smith, Harris, and Curse um, into this season. All right, and Miles, uh, last but certainly not least, uh, the cornerback position. Walk me through yeah, this. Yeah, this is just like... things. Uh, things you know, things things get very dicey very quickly as we start to run down the depth of this position. Very. Um, yeah, the Holton Hill suspension really puts a wrench in a lot of uh, what this team wanted to do at the the position. Um, obviously, getting Mike Hughes back off of pup. That's important, but he's not. I don't. We don't expect him to be ready by week one. Um, as long as you know your top three guys are healthy going into the first week, that at least gives you that base. Um, so there's the obvious: Xavier Rhodes, Mackenzie Alexander, and then Trey Waynes, Mike Hughes. Those the top four, uh, just like the wide receivers, pretty locked in. Are they are they're locked in, set in stone. Um, it's that fifth and sixth cornerback positions. I uh, don't know how many they're going to plan on keeping, but. Um, I think I have them keeping six. I think um, obviously Holden Hill with his suspension, he doesn't have to count. Toward, he he doesn't count toward the fifty-three, so that kind of helps. Um, you have a guy that can that can come help you down the road uh, when he gets back week nine. Uh, but in the meantime, as of right now, I believe it'd be uh, Chris Boyd and uh, either Duke Thomas or Craig James, but. That's another one like wide receiver where I believe that they go out and find somebody else uh, to come in and fill that um, that depth position because they just cut Benny Ben Wickery uh, today, actually. Him and Jordan Taylor, the wide receiver, got cut. Um, so both guys who had disappointed, uh, you'd hoped could have helped fill depth and neither were able to do that. 
So to me, it makes me believe that they're um, still willing to go out and find that depth. All right. And uh, Miles, I'm going to have you wrap this show up. And I know that we initially joked that we weren't going to talk about this at all, but, you know, you put it in the show notes. So I felt like like it meant you really wanted to talk about it. So what does the uh, the (laughs) final configuration look like when we talk special teams? I think Courtney Cronin reported today that uh, our man Vedvik was five for eight for field goals. That that better worse. Better? I think Blair Walsh was that in uh, Atlanta today too, or something oh, like that. Blair, <laughs> old friend, old friend. Um, yeah, to me, it's a no brainer for the simple fact that two of these three guys were used draft capital. <laughs> uh, Bailey, I think, should stay the kicker. Vedvik's um, proven that he can't be consistent as of right now. Um, Vedvik should be the punter because they spent a fifth round pick to get him and they still don't know that situation and it hasn't played itself up, which is very frustrating. Um, and then obviously Austin cutting, they wasted a seventh round pick on him, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so two of the three specialists are, um, draft picks. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's exciting. They're going to make the team and, uh, very you're, you're very happy about that. Very happy about that. Well, Matt, love it. Thank you for standing in. Thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, this was a lot of fun. And uh, I think we're going to have to figure out a way to maybe have you do this a little bit more often as we go through the season. What do you think, man? That sounds good to me. All right. Matt earned it? Matt's earned that? Wow. Yeah, you know, I think Matt might be in here, you know? I mean, Matt's already <laughs> wow. family, but he, he might have made it into the inner circle now. We haze around here. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I'm we'll see, though, you know. We might have to, to to rake you over the coals a little bit for some trades or something in, in this dynasty league to to really really make sure you know. I'll just give you my next three picks. Okay, yeah, well, we we can work <laughs> on that. We'll we'll talk about that off air. But uh, as always, listeners, thanks for sticking with us, gentlemen. Thank you for coming on, doing this impromptu roster prediction. A lot of fun. And uh, yeah, listeners, if you really disagree with anything we said here, by all means, feel free to uh, to share your disapproval. And, uh, yeah, we're interested in the conversation. Yeah, post it on Jason's yeah, timeline. Yeah, please do. Not anywhere. Please do. Come. Bring it all to my timeline. Let's talk about it. But, uh, yeah, let's see how it all plays out as we roll into uh, the final week of preseason, last game, and uh, see what this team, I guess the first version of this team looks like before, you know, the cuts and the waivers and the cuts and the waivers. And the, hopefully we get some bargain bin people. Or maybe Kenny still somehow man- manages to make his way here with all the rumors floating around him. Who knows what the team will look like. But, uh, again, Miles, Matt, thanks for coming on. Listeners, thanks for sticking with us. And yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one.